0: Welcome back to the Be Free program where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Louie Roshke, your host, and I'm so excited about my guest and what we're sharing. I love the gospel, the pure gospel of Christ. And we are jumping back into that. And, uh, you know, Paul uh, talks about it in 1 Corinthians 13. and I'm just going to read this uh, 15. I keep getting this, this the address wrong. Yeah. you ever done that get the address wrong where it is but for i delivered unto you first of all that which i also received how that Christ died for our sins. According to the scripture, he was buried and he rose again on the third day. I'm telling you what, that's the central theme. That's what changes life. Everything else in the word of God, in our in our doctrines, in our life must circle around and rotate that. It is the doctrine of doctrines for which all should come forth and your life should spring forth from that. And uh, and we are talking about beholding that land of god dr yes, sandy that yes. great revelation that you have uh i mean guys I you need to get her book you need yeah. to i mean this woman's got she's got gr- wonderful education but she and on top of it she has the anointing and an experience with god so hmm. dr sandy share from your heart well you know Lueta when i i'm just listening to you talk about what jesus
1: did and i look at you i look at your life and I'm thinking about the people that are listening, and they're going, well, how does that really relate to me? How, right. How can I, I mean, you're talking about Jesus taking sin, I mean, being, being punished for sin. Oh, hun, honey, I hope you're mine. I'm, se- I'm 75 years old. So I can call you honey. You're probably a lot younger than me. Okay, so how does that relate to you? Because have, have you been hurt? Have you been abused? Mm-hmm. Have you been persecuted? Have you had mother and father wounds? Has has your home split apart? Have have you been rejected by your husband or by your wife or your children or your pastor or your people in your church? If you're the pastor, how does it relate to you? Not only did he take your sin, he took their sin. And he was punished for that person who abused you. And therefore, not only did he take... the sin that they committed, but he was punished in their place. That makes it so possible for you now to forgive. Mm -hmm. For you to get your own grief out, your own pain out. Don't try to do it on your own in your bedroom with your soaking your tears, with your your pillow with tears of self-pity. Soak the foot of the cross with the tears of your hurt to Jesus, to him. Let him reach out from the cross, from the throne of God as the Lamb of God and touch His wounds and let His wounds touch your wounds and forgive, let the grief out. Now I mentioned I call that weeping in the river, the river of His presence. Let the grief out, the pain out, the unforgiveness out, the sin of hatred and bitterness out. And most of all, if you've held anything against God, if you're disappointed in God, look at Jesus. Mm -hmm. Can you look at Him a bloodied lamb of God, and say, it's your fault. You did this to me. I blame you. No, you can't. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You realize it's the thief that comes to kill can't and destroy, kill. but Jesus came to give you life more abundant. Yeah. If you will come to the cross, whether you're saved or unsaved, this is not baby stuff. This is not kindergarten stuff. This mm-hmm. is not mere milk. Mm-hmm. You can't get any deeper than Jesus Christ and him crucified. Mm-hmm. Jesus. And everything flows from that. <laughs> yes. Yes. So he is, he is there right now to reach out to you and to touch you no matter what you're going through. Yes. Amen. So how about we just take a moment and behold the Lamb? That'd yes. be all right? Yes. Now you con- you led us in a prayer, but right. let's, we can do it again let's give him a little bit yes. more, okay? But first let me just call you to come to the foot of the cross. And look at Jesus. Remember, the piercing of the heart begins when you look upon the pierced one, but also the healing of the heart comes when you look upon the healer, the wounded one. So just close your eyes for a moment and look up at Jesus Christ and him crucified and see the blood flowing from the thorn pricks in his brow, and streaming down his face and down from the hands with the with the spikes in his hands driven, those healing hands driven to the wood of the cross pouring down his arms and dripping down his body and onto the ground and see the, the, the flesh of his chest and, and back just torn open and see the, the spikes in his feet just dropping blood down to the ground, puddling, pooling there on the ground. See his blood. See the cross. Look into back up and see his eyes. Lock your eyes on his eyes and realize, say, Jesus, you did this for me. You loved me so much that you Mm -hmm. stood in my place. You took what I deserve. You took the hell that I deserve. Charles Bridges said all hell was distilled within that cup. Jesus, you took the hell that I deserve. You took the hell that that person who wounded me and hurt me and and abused me, you took it on yourself so that you could come give me a new life. Yeah, I want to go more into healing right now, Mm -hmm. healing of their hearts, Mm -hmm. because you've already talked about salvation. So we ask you now, Lord, to reach out your grace, your love, your power, as we look at you. And touch this wound. Touch it, Lord. I realize how much you love me. And I receive your love into my heart. And I just want you to know, Lord, this hurt me, but you shed tears. Mm -hmm. And you took my pain. And you took my grief. You took my sorrow. So I give all my sorrow to you. You know, and when this program ends, it, if you have tears and, and you're feeling like you need to weep a little bit in the presence of God, then, then continue to do that. But, but as he loosens up that hardness in your heart, just say, Lord, wash me in your blood of all my bitterness, all my resentment, all my hatred, all my revenge, all my judgment. Wash me in your blood. I'm sorry, Lord. Wash me. And then say, Lord, I am powerless to forgive. But would you give me the power? Come, Holy Spirit, give me the power to forgive that one who hurt me. Mother, father, someone bullied me at school, children, husband, wife. Give me the power, Holy Spirit, to be able to forgive. Just breathe him in right now. Breathe in the Holy Spirit until you're ready to say, I forgive you. I forgive my dad. I forgive my mom. I forgive that person who persecuted me, who wounded my heart. I forgive you. And then say, Lord, I forgive myself. Sometimes I, I like to suggest you look in a mirror and look into your own eyes because they're the window of the soul. Mm-hmm. Look into your eyes mm-hmm. and say, I forgive you. And name your name. Mm-hmm. I forgive you. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my fault. It wasn't your fault. And I love you. You're telling yourself you love yourself mm-hmm. because Jesus does. Mm-hmm. So I love you. I forgive you. And now just say, Holy Spirit. Would you fill me, fill me with your overwhelming power. Come, Holy Spirit. Just kind of reach your hands out to him right now and say, Come, Holy Spirit. Fill me. Yes. I receive you. Just breathe him in. Mm -hmm. Just let him come. Mm -hmm. Let him come now. Jesus' name.
0: Amen Amen, Amen. That was awesome. Yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord, more of that. Uh, in Isaiah chapter 53, in verse three, just talking about exactly what you just talked about and yeah. prayed about, He is despised and rejected of men of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. And it, we hid it, as it were, our faces from him, and he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities; and the chastisement that we deserve. That's the punishment. Yes. Of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. That's a lot there. There's That's a whole a lot. lot in just those three verses right there. Yeah. So much, but it's exactly what you were just talking about. It is exactly what you just led them in a prayer over that see if this gospel doesn't connect to you personally, we're missing yeah. it. It's not the real gospel. If it. it doesn't connect where you are and Dr. Sandy just connected it to where you are, whatever you're dealing with, wherever you are in life right now, and believe that you have received what Dr. Sandin just led you in prayer about. Believe that you received that. Take that in and begin to walk it out because Jesus was rejected. I was rejected. Oh, my goodness. I had such rejection as just a spirit of rejection was attacking me, acquainted with griefs and sorrows. I had abuse. But you know what? That's what happened to me. That's not who I am. Right. And so that will, it will change you. The, the revelation of the cross and beholding the lamb of God will change you. It will change your life, and your perspective mm. completely. Right?
1: Yes. Can I tell a story or do sure. we have time? Yes, we do. <laughs> so many stories. I'd love to tell. <laughs> I'm thinking about maybe there's someone out out there listening that you're so hopeless. You're so depressed that you've even considered taking your own life.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And, you know, I mentioned the other day or the other program that every day for teenagers, there are 5,240 attempted suicide. Mm -hmm. That's for teenagers. Wow. And, and, you know, suicide rates are soaring today. Mm -hmm. Why are people so depressed? Why are they? Even Christians are depressed. You know what? I really believe they haven't let the Father's Cup penetrate their heart to give them an explosion of hope. Mm-hmm. and purpose. Mm-hmm. So I want to tell you the story about a man named Thomas. He was a young pastor um, kind of starting a church in Michigan. And uh, he said he called me up, and he said, it costs a lot of money for me to fly down to your camp, but i, I got to get there. I-, I think maybe, and he-, he actually said, in fact, I've had several people say the same thing. This is my last hope. I'm I'm going to try one more time. And if-, if-, if this doesn't work, I give up. So he paid the whatever it was, a whole lot, $1,200 or something to fly from Michigan down to the Gulf Coast. And he only got, he didn't even get to stay the whole time, but through the course, through the glory of the Lamb teaching, he just kept looking at the cross, looking at the Lamb. He got his wound with his own father healed. But then he went home, and he was so excited because he had seen that Jesus took his punishment on the cross. And it was done. It was really done. He doesn't have to carry shame anymore. He doesn't have to carry grief anymore. He doesn't have to carry Mm -hmm. resentment and anger and bitterness and all the things that were in his heart. He doesn't have to probably, I think if I recall, it was the the deepest one was his hurt with God. Mm -hmm. So many carry. So he leaves the camp. He has to go home a day early because he has to preach. And he gets there And well, first he goes to the airport, and he goes to the airport store, and he says to the lady, "Do you know about the Father's Cup? I got to tell you about the Father's Cup." (laughs) Lady says, "No, tell me." And then he and he goes, he gets on the plane, and he says to the person sitting next to him, "Do you know about the Father's Cup?" And he begins to tell her about the Father's Cup. Then he gets home, he says, "Honey, I got to tell you about the Father's Cup." He pours out about the Father's Cup. Then he goes to work Monday morning, and he says to his boss, "Do you know about the Father's Cup? I got to tell you." And the boss lets him. Just explained to him all about the Father's Cup that Jesus took my punishment. It's all done. He paid for it, and then he goes. Uh, he goes to. Oh, he looks out the window and he sees his boss out there telling someone, "Have you heard about the Father's Cup?" Mm-hmm. So he's excited about yeah. it. Then he gets a call from a little church and they invite him to come and speak. Well, what do you think he's going to talk about? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It kind of ruins you when you really get the cross deep, deep down inside. So he goes to this little church, and right before he begins to speak, the Lord gives him a word for someone who's listening. The word is, someone's about to commit suicide, but God wants to heal you of that. Okay, now he launches into his message all about the cross and the Father's cup, and how Jesus stood in your place, all as this monumental act of love. He pours out about the cup and the cry and everything that happened on the cross, and then the message is over. Somebody comes up to him. This man that came up to him says, I'm the one that was going to commit suicide. Mm. I think it was going to be that night. And he said, but, but when you begin to pour out about the Father's cup. Now let me tell you why he was going to commit suicide. He had been a Muslim. He'd gotten saved in a teen challenge, but he didn't have any victory. He, he was still depressed. He was still hurting. His wife had left him. He'd lost his family. And now, of course, you know, different religion. And, and that's what happens. It was a great sacrifice. But he didn't have any victory and every any hope and every, any freedom, even though he'd gotten saved. But he said, Tonight, when you started telling about the Father's cup, and I saw that Jesus had taken the punishment that I deserve for sin, because he had a lot of guilt and a lot of shame. He said, when I saw that, and you told me, and I was just listening and beholding the Lamb as you talked he said, all of a sudden, the spirit of suicide lifted off of me, and I was healed. And Thomas, the man I'm telling you about, he said, I saw him several weeks later. He was still happy. He still was (laughs) filled with victory because he learned about the Father's cup. So I'm just saying to anyone who's out there listening, if you have been thinking about ending your life, if you have been thinking that your life is hopeless, draw near to the cross. Look up at Jesus. Let Him wash you and cleanse you and heal you and deliver you of all suicidal thoughts, casting down imaginations and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Mm -hmm. Let Him heal your heart and give you a purpose Mm -hmm. to live.
0: Yes, amen. And He will do it. I mean, He will do it. You know, it's, it's nothing like that personal experience. Oh, that's right. It's got to be a personal experience. You know, it, I was thinking about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Mm. You're talking about the Father's cup. And and he's praying. He says, Lord, and I think he prays three times, Lord, yeah. if it's possible. In other words, if there's any way to yeah. let this cup yes. pass for me, if I don't have to drink this cup, if there's any way that we can save mankind, if there's any yeah. way that the, the, the price can be paid... Uh, because at this point, he's sweating as is great drops of blood, such right. a passionate prayer that it was his passion, his prayer. He is sweating out blood because he knows what's fixing to happen. He's going to carry the weight of all of humanity for all the ages and all he was going to go through on the cross. So he says, Father, and this is how I connected in my brain. So, so it solidifies it yes. even more so about the Father's cup. Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me because it was the father's cup. He was to drink the wrath against sin. But he said, nevertheless, nevertheless, not Not my will, will. but thine be done. And a a friend of mine was telling me she was praying about that nevertheless word. And she said she felt like the Lord spoke to her and said that Jesus was saying, not my will, not the not the lesser part of not the flesh part of me. Mm-hmm. He was saying no to the flesh part that mm-hmm. wanted to live and not die. Yeah. It's n- never. I'm saying no to that lower portion, and I'm saying yes to. I'm saying yes to you, God. So nevertheless, I you know I'm going to do it, Lord, yeah. no matter what, because to because we were the prize. Yeah. Doctor Sandy, we were the prize that he was after. That's right. And when I want to say it again, when that veil of the temple was rent from top to bottom, it was the way to the Holy of Holies was made open. The yes. way to the Father was made open. I no longer had to go kill a lamb or a goat or anything yeah. else. It was opened up so that we could run into his presence, into his arms, and we could have a intimate Personal relationship with God, and it was all because at that moment he said, Nevertheless, that's really not my will, yeah, not my will, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And I believe as we accept that, something happens, yeah. And Jesus Christ, He took that cup and He drank down, like you talked about. I don't know if it was in this program or the early one, about all the wrath. Mm-hmm. All that fiery wrath, the, the fire that would come down on the sacrifices, you know, the burnt offering and all that and would would consume it. Yeah. It's signifying what he would do with Jesus. Yes. Consume that sin. Yes. So that you and I had a way opened. And he says, come on in. Yeah. Come boldly to the throne room of grace right. to find help in the time of trouble. Come on in. that's why he did it for the whole but for you. Yeah. And we, and we have to make that personal connection. Yes. And, you know, as we're
1: talking about this, this is not just, you know, a philosophy or a theory. Yeah. Sadly, uh, George Barna says that there are 151 million churchless people in America. Mm. 151 million. Well, <laughs> they need to hear the gospel. Yes. But what about the gospel for other nations. Um, Can I tell you a little story? Do we have time? Yes. Two minutes. Okay. two minutes. This is a short one. Good. So we were ministering in India. Now, India, what? It has a a million, is it a million or a billion Hindus? And I think, yes, it's a billion now that I remember. And so we were, I was actually ministering in a, a pastor's conference and there was a man with his arms folded and he looked mean. He looked mad. And I thought, I don't think he's saved. But (laughs) anyway, so the pastors were receiving it and the women, of course, they're sitting in the back with head coverings. It's a little bit legalistic there. And uh, it it was a wonderful place. But all of a sudden, this man is getting madder and madder. See, nobody told me you can't say anything bad, uh, negative about another religion. Mm -hmm. It's okay to talk about Jesus and Christianity, but you can't Say well, Hinduism is false gods and mm-hmm. Islam is false religion and all these kind of things. Well, I broke all the rules because nobody told me, and so I was just talking about how Jesus is the only way. And then I begin unpacking what He did on the cross, the scourging. I even showed a little little glimpse of a scene from the Passion of the Christ movie, mm-hmm. and then the the of uh, course I described the Father's cup that He took. In our place for everyone, regardless of your religion, regardless of what you believe. Jesus did this for you if you'll receive him. Mm-hmm. All right, so the meeting ended. We gave our altar call. People came up. And all of a sudden, that angry man ran up. And he said, I want Jesus. Wow. <laughs> he, he gave his life to Jesus that day. Mm. Now, oh, I forgot to tell you. He had come to the meeting for one purpose, to see if I said anything Against another religion, then he would break up the meeting, and I would go to jail. Mm. <laughs> so nobody told me that. I wish they'd warn me, but uh, <laughs> I'm, no, I am glad they didn't warn me. Frankly, mm-hmm. anyway. So he received the Lord. When I got back to America, I got a call from the bishop that was over four thousand churches in his church, and he said, "This man has become my best member." He brought brought his family the next week. They all got baptized. And he said, he's just the most dedicated member we have. And he was head of the police force (laughs) in this large town in India.
0: Awesome. I tell you what, the gospel can reach anybody, anywhere. It applies to everybody. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. So, well, my goodness, we're out of time again. I want to invite you. Uh, Look, these is just a little smidgen of all the books. She has written over 25 books. Uh, You can tell she has a passion for it. She's anointed, she's knowledgeable, she's powerful, and God is using her. So I want to invite you to go to her ministry, Behold-Ministries.org, Behold-Ministries.org. You can text her at 251-979-9068. Two five one nine seven nine nine zero six eight, and she can uh, you can she'll help you connect how you can get all of our resources. Of course, you can do it through her website, and also to have her come minister. Uh, so I, I encourage you to do that. You will be blessed and minister to. Also, I want to invite you to go to my website louada.org, l-o-u-a-d-a.org. We have tons and tons of stuff on there. Previous radio podcasts, our uh, some of our TV programs that airs on Impact. Uh, We make into a a video, a YouTube video. So you can get lots of those. Uh, If you go to our website, you can find out when to watch my programs on the Great Impact Network. Also, there are there's a uh, we have a store. So we have tons and tons of free stuff. We actually have more free stuff than we have stuff that we sell. But when you purchase something on our store, You help us to continue to preach the gospel of Christ and you help us to minister to the brokenhearted and the wounded and and to help equip the body of Christ and teach and train them. So when you go there and do that, it helps us. And if you want to give, you can go there and you can give online or you can call our prayer line. And we believe God will bless you in return. And it's a blessing to us. Hey, guys, we love y'all. Thank you so much. And we will see you again next week.